Okay. All right. Um, hello. I'm not going to do much talking. <laughs> uh, I'll describe the meditation I'd like you to do, and maybe I'll say something. <laughs> okay. uh, remember the meditation uh, before? Uh, uh, approach the meditation with, the, with, with this state of mind. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to... I'll say it poetically, well, not my poetry. Uh, rest in what is. Okay? That's your intention with the meditation. I'm just going to rest in what is. I'm not going to create anything. I'm not going to visualize anything. I'm not going to try to feel anything. I'm not going to even try to see anything. I'm just going to rest in whatever is. Okay? Now, don't already have an idea in your mind as to what is, is, is supposed to be. Okay? Whatever is present, that's where you're going to rest in, okay? Uh, then, at a certain point of just observing what is, you become aware of the very state of your mind observing this, or very observing whatever, whatever is happening. And you have, then you form, and this is the only thing, this is the only thing that you're going to do, as far as an active, uh, as, far as, as far as what your mind is going to be actively doing. You're going to hold on to an intense uh, wish to know what is this really. Not just what is this. You spent 10 minutes already seeing it. Now you're going to ask yourself, what is this really? And again, don't create an answer. Don't try to, uh, don't, don't even try to figure it out already. Just hold on intently just to that wish to know. And after a while, due to the intensity, just the intensity of that wish, it's like your mind is, is brought to a point of uh, intense tranquility, intense uh, stability. In, I'm not going to say intense focus, but you feel a sharpness to the mind. And just within that sharpness itself, almost by itself, your mind starts to move. In, in other words, you find yourself drawn to analyzing. Then you can let this, anal uh, analyze the, this analysis uh, uh, continue. But don't begin immediately trying to analyze what's there. All you're going to be doing, you're going to take yourself out of the meditation, you're going to bring yourself into your, 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 your intellectual state of mind, and you're just going to create stuff. Okay? Remember, keep the intention. I'm, I'm, you're going to rest in what it is. And whatever is present, just look at it. Don't judge it. Don't wish something else was there instead. And then when you, once you feel a, a, a shift, you, okay, the, uh, by, by what I mean by you feel a shift, you, your mind feels different. The mind that was there before, all of a sudden, you feel the mind is different. Okay? Don't wish for a different mind to be there. Don't pretend now there's a different mind. When there is a different mind, you will just know. Okay? And there will be signs. And with all those different parts that you were aware of before, the body, the breath, and the, uh, in the mind, you will be aware of all these things in a different way. Just like before, 
there was an awareness of the body in a different way. There was, okay, a, different from a heavy flesh and blood and bones. And then there's a, in that same space, there's, there's the f where you would feel the body, you feel something different, but it's still the body. So in the same way, you will be aware of the mind, but what was there before, you'll be aware of something else in that place. Okay, that's what I mean by there will be a shift. That's your sign now, okay, now hold on, create an intense wish to know what is this really. And, and just hold on to that. And then there will be another shift. It's, it's, it, that's what I'm uh, referred to as a, uh, uh, a sense of, of intense focus. Just by that, uh, that wish to know. And because of, the, of that wish to know, you will find your mind naturally analyzing what's there. But you, you will experience this uh, 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 analysis in a different way than you would do uh, when, you're, when you're intellectually or on the, on the surface analyzing something. You may not be using words, but you feel the contents of the words, the, the meaning of the words present. Okay. So that's the meditation. Should I say something else? <laughs> Let me see if you have time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, word of encouragement. Uh, all those incredible things that they talk about in the sutras. Uh, I think it's... Uh, I'm not sure who it was. Oh, I forgot his name. He's a Westerner. He's been studying for a long time. He's, uh, I remember his root teacher. His root teacher, Sokom Rinpoche. Anybody remember? Uh, yeah, Burzin. That's the guy. Uh, he said something about, uh, I think, uh, very true for Westerners, and you probably think it, but you don't say it especially Westerners who read, uh, specifically Westerners who read the sutras, especially the Mahayana sutras. When you're reading the Mahayana sutras, before you even begin, you already have the sense of, oh, I'm going to read something very holy. And then you start reading it, and it seems just fantastic. I'm not talking about fantastic, like wonderful fantastic, but like, you know, like just, it's describing a fantasy. It has nothing to do with reality, you know. Buddha lands. You ever heard of the description of Buddha land? <laughs> <laughs> it like, like it takes elements that you know of that you've encountered, but describes it in a in a extremely fantastic way. Okay, uh, trees made out of jewels, rivers made out of milk, and things like that. Okay, so. Part of you says, you know, the Western educated part of you, and by Western educated, I'm not talking about necessarily, let's say modern. Modern is a better, better term. It seems like I'm dividing the globe into different parts. So, modern, people who are who train presently in modern way of thinking. When you approach that, uh, if you're approaching it from the point, from, from, this, from the pre-judgment that this is something holy, so you want to make what you're reading holy. Oh, when it says milk, it means this. You have no idea what you're talking about. When it says jewel, tree, it means this. Why? You're just trying to make yourself accept it. Because it just doesn't make sense to you. 
because you were told it was holy and you're afraid to not make sense out of it. Okay. So that's one way of approaching it. But another way of approaching it is to simply say, this makes no sense. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that it's absolutely you know, ridiculous that it you know, should be thrown away, that it was created by somebody. So don't go into another, another extreme of creating what it's supposed to be, where you, where you just don't know. <coughs> okay. As far as you know, we've never seen a river made of milk. As far as you know, when you see trees, they don't have jewels on them. I mean, sometimes the way the light shines on the fruit of a tree, it may look like a jewel. Right? But there's not absolutely no jewels on, on those things. Okay? So you say, maybe it has a, a different meaning. And just stay there. You don't have to go and force yourself to say, it means this or it means that. It could be. You have to be very open-minded. Remember, you're a Buddhist. Okay? You have to be very open-minded. You have to say, maybe somebody wrote this up. So maybe somebody just made it up. I don't know what they were smoking back then, you know. <laughs> what was they call it back then? Back then, sumi, sami, something like that. And then, you know, the guy decided to <coughs> write. Okay? Soma. Yeah. Have you been trying that? <laughs> so, and then they decided to write this. Maybe that close will be another possibility. Because you just have to keep your mind open to it. If it was indeed somebody just made it up, does that mean, okay, now I have to stop being a Buddhist? Does your wish to know the truth already suddenly dies? Does your wish to put an end to suffering suddenly dies? Does your concern for others' welfare suddenly die? No, it's still there. Okay? But you have to be open-minded. Why should you be open-minded? It proves that that goal that you're seeking, you really believe in it. And it's something that should be an actual experience, not just some fantasy somewhere that you encounter only in a book. Okay. So when, when some of these books are describing, this is the real reason why I mentioned those books, when, when these books that tells us, that first of all made us aware of, oh, Buddha lands, Bodhisattvas of various stages, when these books are the ones that actually made us become aware of these phenomena, and when they describe these phenomena as being this way and this way and that way, especially when they're talking about bodhisattvas, the different kinds of beings, what are their qualities, what are, their, uh, what are the different things that they uh, exhibit, what are the different things that they have realized. Perhaps also those things, maybe they're true. Okay. So there's no need for you to create in your mind what a bodhisattva is supposed to be. It's not your term. You didn't create it. It was already created. Somebody already copyrighted it, okay? It's, it's already copyrighted for 2,500 years. There's already a copyright for that. Okay, so go to the person who came up with that term and see what, are they dis what, what, uh, what do they mean when they say that. Okay? And then, then you can say, then you can use your open-mindedness. Open I don't think such a being can exist. Or such a being, it's, very, it's possible for such a being to exist. If it's possible, how can such a being exist? Okay. Then either prove it wrong or prove it right. Okay. But there's no need for you to create in your mind another, you don't have to, if you want to create a being in your mind, don't use the words that are being used. Use your own. Okay. You're creative. You, they can come up with something, you can come up with your own. Okay. So, 
And also the same, uh, slightly along that same line, uh, the ideas of the hells, where do we get those from in Buddhists? Did somebody just create them? Maybe. But supposedly, the Buddha described them. What was he describing? Was he describing what somebody told him? Then that would, make him, that would, that would not make him a Buddha, if he's just telling you what, people, what, what he heard people said. He can only tell you what he directly saw. So, those places, perhaps, the exact details, the way, the way they have come down to us, don't exist exactly that way. But definitely he had a direct, we, we, no, we are, we strongly believe <laughs> that the Buddha describes something like that, okay? <laughs> Exactly what that is, we will know it when we directly experience it ourselves. Okay. So perhaps what the description that has come down to us, maybe throughout the ages they have been elaborated. Okay. And I am not, and I don't, I don't feel that, I, that anyone can kick, can kick me out, out of the Buddhist Sangha. I have to kick myself out of the Buddhist Sangha. And I don't think I, I'm in danger of being kicked out of the Buddhist Sangha if I question even the sutras. Okay. And I think that if I don't question the sutras, I'm not a real Buddhist. If I just accept it, then I don't know, I'm something else. And I don't even really need to quote the Buddha saying, question what I say. I don't, need to, I don't need to call him, I don't need to him to have to tell me to question what I say. On your own, you have to question it. Because it is that very, oh now we are going back into the meditation. <laughs> it is that very intense wish to know that will guide you to the truth. And it must be open. You can't have an intense wish for something to be something that you wish it to be. And that's it. Okay just have an intense wish to know and that will guide you and you must be very open even open to the point where ah, maybe the Buddha didn't get it yet okay. didn't get what? didn't get what's that it that he didn't, maybe didn't get yet that very state they're looking for freedom from suffering okay a means of being a true uh, sense of true source of, of uh, the true source of benefit for others. But we believe that today. <laughs> okay. Alright, so don't be afraid to question things. No matter who, no matter how holy they, they appear. Okay. And the holier they appear to be, the more they, sh the more they should invite you to question. Okay. After all, it is the, uh, what do you say, it is one of the greatest qualities of the Dharma. It invites you to investigate it. It's not shy, it's not afraid of you looking at it. 
They want you to look at it. It's like you think it's gorgeous, you know. Come on, I'm gorgeous. Look at me. <laughs> Keep looking. <laughs> All right, that's it. Was I talking too much? No. <laughs> Alright, so he's going to go into that meditation, I hope you remember, <laughs> after all the talk. <laughs> oh, sorry, one last thing. <laughs> very, very, very short. I've met only one true Hinayanist in my life. That means Bodhisattvas are even rarer. And when I say true Mahayanis, this is somebody who's, who looked at the Mayana path and said, whoa, <coughs> that's a lot. <coughs> Let me get out of here. <laughs> I don't think I can do this. Okay? And this person is somebody I uh, highly admire and respect. Actually, he was, uh, I think he, yeah, he was uh, my teacher of mindfulness. Okay, okay that's it. Um, um, was that relevant? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> okay. As you're settling into the posture, trying to just let your memory bring you back to the state where you were before. And once you have the slightest taste of it, Stabilize it by observing five cycles of breath. Focusing on that presence above your head, bring the intention, I just want to rest in what is. stable, bring that presence above your head into your heart center. Bring the, try to bring 
the very feeling, the very physical feeling you have above your head into the heart center. And because of the presence that you brought into the heart center, you start to experience your mind in a different way. Perhaps slowly in the beginning, wavering between the next stage and the stage you're in. But just keep staying there until there's a definite shift and continue to just stay and watch and then wait for the next shift and the intense wish to know and continue. What is this really? That's the intense wish to know. And before the, you start quickly analyzing, wait for that moment for the analysis to sort of happen by itself.
just observe, just, just the, the tranquility. And from within this tranquil state, now let your heart embrace everyone, everywhere. And hold a special place for a, of attention to a place or to a person that is of concern to you. your heart embrace all these beings with your love, your deep concern for, your happy, for their happiness, a deep genuine concern that they may be free of whatever problems or pain that they may be experiencing. And look at the tranquil state you're experiencing and see it as the very antidote to bring them happiness, the very antidote to help them free, become free of whatever problem or pain they may be experiencing. And without hesitation, make a strong wish to give them this tranquility, for it to become for them the happiness they seek, the freedom they seek. visualization to help you see this tranquility transformed into light and the light goes out to all those beings while you're holding that special person, that special place and even of, of concern while holding them closer to your heart or closer to your attention, special attention attention to the breath and through the awareness of your breath slowly become aware of the body starting with the top of your head include more and more until you're aware of the whole body from head 
Shatos.